Hi, this is Silo from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about one of our great sponsors called Revenge Lover Designs. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the 4i Radio Network. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And that's right, if you recognize that theme song, that was the movie we watched this week, was Gremlins. Now, this is actually going to be an interesting show because I've already seen Gremlins, I don't know how many times, but this was Anna's first time actually watching it, so I actually want to see what her opinion of a movie was that's been out for over 30 years. Probably like 31 years, if we want to do exact. Of course, when we, we'll have the story about the Blu-ray in a minute <laughs> or whatnot. But um, but yeah, so that will be the movie we'll be talking about this week. We figure we're jumping into the holiday season. And uh, yeah, Gremlins, technically, to me, is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas time. So, um, But a lot of stuff about this movie, which I'm pretty sure like we don't really have too much horror movie news. There's a couple of stuff we'll touch upon. But uh, this will actually be a really in-depth uh, movie because it's such something that I know a lot about. And I'm going to throw out a bunch of random facts that either you don't know about or you do know about. So buckle up and sit back and relax. But before we dive into this crazy, crazy show, we're on episode six. So that's something. Four more and technically we're a podcast. Wow. So um, according to podcast law or lore, I guess, if you once you hit ten episodes, you're officially a podcast. I guess I should get better at ad-libbing then. Um. A little bit, but uh, before we jump into everything, Anna, because I think this works out great for the show, is uh, people find out a little bit of your life, what you've been up to this week, and or what you did for the, of course, we just got done with Thanksgiving, so you can talk about that and all that good stuff. So how how was you, how's the week been treating you? Uh, well, it's been kind of a crazy week, because I mean, I'm sure it was crazy for everybody because of Thanksgiving and then Black Friday and, you know people coming over and you or family coming over and you pretending you like them and actually mine wasn't too bad because it was pretty much just family except for well there's a couple people that were at our house that I don't really know but well I mean didn't really meet before that day but um like normally we just have like one of my dad's old bandmates come over and it's just like our family and it was actually pretty good um and I was actually able to save about two hundred dollars on about I think it's been about three hundred dollars or maybe no, I spent 250 and I saved about 200 on Cyber Monday, so I was very happy about that. Ooh. Um, fun story. So, and then yesterday was my dad's birthday. So, woo. Um, downside was I went out to my car, or no, I was heading to my parents' house, and they live out in the desert. So, and their house lights aren't very good at illum- illuminating the outside. And so I was started walking to my parents' house after we ate dinner and everything. 
And then I was kind of went, oh, shit, I need to grab my dad's presents. So I went back to my car and got the gift out. And then when I was walking back, because my car is retarded, I accidentally hit the stupid button and set off my alarm. So then I turned over my left shoulder with my right hand to turn off the car alarm. And in doing so, I kind of did like this weird cross step where my right leg crossed in front of my left leg. And then my right foot caught on a rock, got pulled for back, sort of like ballerina position, only worse. Woo! And then... Anna on a stripper pole. <laughs> uh, it's Anna doing ballet on a rock. Anna on the rocks. Not I so much. Oh, and then best part was my left leg came up behind my right leg and pushed my foot back even farther, and then I literally ate dirt. As in, I came up and I was spitting out dirt and leaves. So that was oh, fun. Lovely. So I have a really bad sprained ankle, and I don't know if I tore anything or not, and I'm kind of iffy on that. But if I'm kind of drugged out and sort of out of it today, that's why. So Steve, how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty basic, you know, just... uh. Did some Black Friday shopping for myself, really. Didn't really shop for anybody, which is weird. Usually I... Anyways, but, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving was good. I had two Thanksgiving, one at my brother's and then one at my parents, so that was interesting. Um, uh, not the drama I was hoping for. I was hoping to have stories. I was hoping for shit to hit the fan and me just sit there eating a chicken leg going, mm, or a turkey, turkey leg, leg. Yeah. I should say. But, yeah, did not, did not, uh, did not happen. Next time you should just initiate shit. I have to next time. Next or next time I won't be invited. <laughs> Is that really such a bad thing though? Ah, I kind of like food though. I like free yeah, food. Yeah, good point. Uh, that's why you hang out with your parents after the fact and be like, "Hey, I love you. Give me free food." But um, yeah. So nothing too crazy. But yeah, we did have the Black Friday sale. So. What I realized is we're going to watch Gremlins, and Gremlins was not on... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Gremlins is not on Netflix, nor Hulu, or any media. I'm pretty sure you could probably find it on YouTube and everything like that, but... So going to Black Friday, we were trying to find Gremlins, if we could find it. And actually, I didn't think we were going to be able to find it uh, going through bins and everything. So, But we did pick up, uh, or I picked up at least, uh, Army of Darkness. So excited about that. Solid. Um, Although the story of the Black Friday thing was kind of funny because we almost gave up on trying to find gremlins and I saw a random bin. I was like, oh, let's search through there. So we started going through and I had one movie in my hand and I was about to toss it. And Steve's like, no, die sword. And it's gremlin. And so I was like, holy crap. We were able to find gremlins. The 25th anniversary, which I realize it's out of date. but yeah, um, It's only six years old. But it's uh, it was. Um, but they're probably going to make a 30th anniversary or whatnot. But uh, yeah, on Blu-ray for like seven bucks. So I was like, yoink, steal. So. And I also got the three Batman movies. Uh. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises for 20 bucks on Blu-ray. So, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, and then also picked up Army of Darkness, which we'll touch upon that. I gotta Woo! find the original first two, the because they're such good movies. Um, I don't Bruce think Camel. I've seen the first two. Oh, you've never I seen saw the Evil, reboot. Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Oh. I saw the reboot of Evil Dead, but such good films. We'll talk. We'll have a Bru we'll have to do a Bruce Campbell like month. Month, yes. Um. Because just some of his work is just fantastic. And then we can binge watch the Evil Dead show. Yeah, I really, I'm tempted just to get <sighs> stars just for that show. I mean, don't get me wrong, getting stars for that show alone would be worth it, but also then probably Blunt Talk with Patrick Stewart and Ooh. a bunch of other like kind of crazy shows that are on there as well. But yeah, uh, but definitely I would get stars. I would literally just pay for that show because it's that <laughs> freaking good. But uh, yeah, so before we dive into everything, of course, uh, next week... 
are well this week we'll be watching it when it comes out we're going to check out the krampus movie uh which everyone's been anticipating we'll see how that goes for our horror podcast but of course that episode will probably be pretty in-depth about talking about the movie so it will be a spoiler episode so i want to let you guys all know now because while you're listening to this it's probably the day before the krampus movie comes out so if you are going to see it that weekend then join us next week on thursday and you'll be in depth with everything like that if you aren't going to watch it i would say it's a very spoiler heavy episode we probably will give a lot of stuff away so uh if you do plan on seeing the movie i highly recommend and try and seeing it this weekend if you're not going to be able to see the movie then i would say you might want to skip that episode because i really don't want to be that guy who ruins everything for only everybody. temporarily only until you get a chance to see it well well, yeah, I mean, not like just skip it in general. <laughs> like, nope, never going to listen to it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, before we jump into stuff, there is a cool, I guess a, I think it's a um, a tie-in with the movie is a graphic novel of Krampus mm-hmm. um, that was just released not too long ago. Now, this is from uh, Shock to You Drops website, but it looks like with the Thanksgiving over and the Christmas on its way, it's, a, it's likely unstoppable um, moon monsoon of ugly sweaters and eggnog movie gross and uh, big treats and selections of seasonal films to set the theme and the mood from coming old St. Nicholas among the among the feel-good comedies and the feel-good dramas is the new arrival of On the Market is going to be the Krampus film. Now, a holiday tale of horror, Krampus promised to show the dark side of our merry uh, little, you know, Christmas. I think that's supposed to be revelment, but they put revilement. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, (laughs) I don't think that's the right word. But, uh, yeah, so this is out. Um, It looks like it's... uh, it looks like it sets a standard for what we expect from the trick or treat film. So it looks like it's going to have a couple of um, huh. kind of side stories and stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of cool. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. So actually, um, yeah, Krampus is directed by Michael Doherty. 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 Is that the same? D O H E R T. Yeah, of the trick or treat fame. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah, that's what it says. Krampus is not only. Uh, helmed by Krampus director uh, Michael Doherty of yes. Trick or Treat fame, but many of the writers and artists he used for Trick or Treat uh, makes the comic. So no, that is so cool. So maybe this is why. Maybe this is why I'm really into. Maybe that's why the people who are in the Krampus movie I was very surprised with because a lot of them are com- comedians. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people who are in the movie, and same with kind of also with Trick or Treat, they picked a lot of like kind of actors who know how to do some comedy with horror and stuff of that. Yeah, because so they picked the older brother from the Step Brothers movie to be one of the like the dad in there, I think, or one of the dads. Oh, okay. So yeah, because I was looking and I was like, he looks really familiar. I was like, oh, that's the older brother from Step Brothers. Well, I know it has the one guy from uh, has the one guy from Anchorman who does the voice of um, Dick on uh, American Dad. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has uh, it has a guy from Parks and Rec in there and stuff like that. So it should be very interesting. I'm I'm actually looking forward to this movie, and I'm actually not looking into it where I'm really hyped up and stuff like that because I'm like I'm also going into it. This is the first time Krampus is actually hitting the big screen. Uh, we've seen different imitations of Krampus. Of course, you mentioned with the American Dad episode, there was an episode of Krampus actually in it, which I actually thought was really well done and put a kind of a cool twist on the the lore and the character. So. Um, but yeah, so this is the first time this is actually hitting you know the screens, and I guarantee there's going to be a shit ton of Krampus movies after it, uh, after because there was already one that Kevin Smith was already talking about, but he was actually going to do one where it was like four stories in one movie, so like every like segment was going to be oh, like, okay, so sort of like yeah, yeah, kind of like Trick or Treat or like mm-hmm. the old Creep Show stories, and what I liked about it is like hearing his version and then seeing this version completely two different 
things. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool because his was actually going to take more place of like a festival that happens during this time of year that they do for Krampus actually over in uh, Norway and the uh, Germany and countries like that. They actually do like a week of like stuff uh, of different things like that. So uh, maybe sometime next year we might have to take a trip down uh, and check out the festivities. Heck yes. Um, or at least follow that more closely because if I had known that that was going on I would have started researching. Yeah, I just heard about this uh, couple maybe last year ago with Kevin Smith's podcast he was talking about it with Scott Mosier and I don't know if they're still doing the movie uh, but they were talking about it and it sounded pretty kind of cool and interesting so but yeah I look forward to this This it looks like a great tie-in and already if we have um, uh, you know a bunch of people coming back from trick-or-treat to help out with the comic should be should be pretty good so yeah so and actually it looks like um, with the comic book it says that it's basically because like the the store the the movie is only going to be following one story so the comic is showing you three new stories that's happening happening on the same night and it's like just people like outside in the town like in that same area where the people are like dealing with their own version of, or dealing with Krampus on their end so it's like it might tie in with the movie to a certain degree so that'd be kind of cool so then this other news that came out which is very very kind of weird so i'm not trying to say i'm nostradamus or you're not i have the skill of knowing what's going to be trending but uh basically i picked gremlins to watch this thing and all of a sudden uh there there's been this talk about a potential gremlins sequel reboot remake all this kind of stuff well now it just came out of nowhere where they're gonna do gremlins 3 According to uh, Zach Gillian, uh, who played Billy in the original film, said he looks like the third film might take place from like like the Jurassic World kind of thing. Simply continue the stories only after years and after the events we've already seen, which will be fine. But it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like he wants to be attached to the project as well. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, he said he doesn't know if he's going to be in it, but there's a decent chance that he will be. So well, I see why not. Why can't you? Because you have to have... Um, yeah, Although, so the only, but the only person I want to know who's coming back for the Gremlins 3, yes, I'm actually watching the little thing, <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm excited for coming back for the third film, are you gonna get Howie Mandel? Who's Howie Mandel? Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo! Oh, right, yes, well, I don't, he's a comedian. They couldn't do the movie without Gizmo. Well, you kind of could. Well, no, no, you could do it. I refuse no, 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 to no, watch. No, no, no. I mean, no. you could do it without Howie Mandel. I mean, no. if Howie Mandel isn't going to do the film and you're still going to have Gizmo in it, easy. Howie Mandel can exist without Gizmo. Gizmo cannot exist without Howie Mandel. Uh, I beg to differ because I could literally just be like, you guys want to just pay me half of what you would pay him? Because I could Gizmo, Gizmo. See, perfect. <laughs> Done. Half the cost, kids. Half the cost. Why are you telling the us then? Go freaking find the people who are. No, I'm just hoping that people will, you know, go. Hey, yeah, okay. Look, if you want me to voice Gizmo and or other Gremlins in the movie, then hashtag it. Steve needs to voice Gizmo, and we'll go ahead and tweet that. Well, let's make or this mainstream. Or just hashtag Steve as Gizmo. Steve, Stevo is Gizmo. Stevo is Gizmo. There we yes, go. Hashtag there we Stevo go. is Gizmo. Wait, and is there a dash, or is it just Steve-O? We'll just do normal Steve-O, not the hyphenated Steve-O. Okay, so Steve-O is Gizmo. We need to get this started, Gizmo, people. Gizmo, 
That was the cutest thing. He's like, bright light, bright light. I was like, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. The only thing that I like, uh, like I'm totally like fine with having a new because it's a new Gremlins movie, so I'm I'm good with that. The only thing that took me away from it is somebody mentioned that they might have a a lot a a a Godzilla sized Gremlin in the movie, and I just want to go look. That's fine if you want to do that, but let's take a step back. Somebody did that already and did not work out for it. It was called Critters. <laughs> now, if you have not seen Critters, we'll be diving into that horrible, horrible movie and its franchise. Because to me, Critters was trying to be gremlins, but fail miserably. <laughs> uh, but we will talk about Critters. It is still fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a bad movie, but it's still pretty It's pretty fun. It, actually, the, honestly, as bad as that movie is, they do have a lot of in-depth of like the storyline of how they came up with it. And you're just kind of like, wow, if you actually had a bigger budget and good actors, you could have made this work. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that. So let's see if uh, we'll see if Gremlins 3 takes the cake and uh, makes everything hunky-dory. But, uh, yeah, so that was going to wrap it up for um, horror news. In fact, actually, let me see. I did see something. Let's see if there was anything. And, of course, the page froze that it was on. So, fuck you. Um, so, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to go into the gremlins. Steve-O is gizmo. Steve-O is gizmo. Hashtag. Hashtag now. Hashtag now. <laughs> Light bright. Light bright. Um, so, I guess I'm going to have to go onto Twitter and figure out how to use Twitter so I can hashtag Steve-O is gizmo. Well, we'll put it up. Well, you can just do it on the Facebook page. Oh, okay. Sweet. And, and then once this episode drops. Awesome. Then I never so. have to touch Twitter. This is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I set it up like that. So anything you post to the Facebook page shows up on Twitter. The And that's why I'm glad they developed hashtags on Facebook because then it goes right to your Twitter. So you can just hashtag it from there. So I've never used a hashtag before. Well, this will be the first one if you're going to manage the page, which yeah, probably not. Sure. Most likely, I'm going to just have to do it. So. Most likely. <laughs> anyway, so let's jump into Gremlins the movie. Now, this is the first time you saw it. Yes. So, um, but we'll talk about this. So, the the horror comedy film directed came out in 1984. I'll give a little bit of the backstory. Uh, it was released by Warner Brothers. This film is about a young man who receives a strange creature called a mogwai as a pet, which then spawns other creatures who transform into smaller, destructive, evil monsters. This story will continue as a sequel, which it did in Gremlins 2, The New Batch, which we will get into, which came out in 1990. So that's actually kind of a big stretch for a sequel. But then again, sequels have always been like that. Like back in the day, it usually was a couple of years before the next one came out. Now, I will say this. Gremlins 2, The New Batch, before we jump into Gremlins. Now, Gremlins... This was one of those movies that came out, and people wasn't sure because it was rated PG. And this is actually <laughs> this movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the one that actually pushed uh, Steven Spielberg to suggest there might be another rating system we need to put between PG and R. And that's how we got PG-13. Uh, speaking of Steven Spielberg, he was actually an executive producer on this film as well. So, of course, no, if, I will have to say this. I haven't seen anything that Steven Spielberg put his name onto that really kind of sucked. I know mostly people are going to be like, what about Transformers? I'm like, he still made a shit ton of money on that. So, whether it sucked or not, I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg was like, yeah, Transformer, more like, Transformers! And he's just ringing out some dollars. So, I don't think he <laughs> Make really, it rain. really cared. So, of course, the... Uh, of course, the script was written by uh, uh, Chris uh, Columbus. Uh, not Christopher Columbus, uh -huh. but Chris Columbus. Uh, the film starred uh, Zach Gillen, uh, Phoebe Cast. I just got to say, can you imagine having that name growing up? That poor kid. Christopher Columbus. Hey, did you discover America? He's like, no, but I discovered how to make fucking money on a film. Suck it, America. <laughs> 
Uh, also, Phoebe Katz was in the film. And Phoebe Katz, it was really funny because a lot of people only probably remember her from Fast Time at Bridgemont High, I believe, is when she showed her Hooters, which was kind of a nice film. Uh, and also, Howie Mandel providing the voice of Gimmo. Um Fast yes. Times at Bridgemont High. What? Who was in that movie? I don't know. It's an old, old college kind of funny movie hmm. back in the 1980s. It probably okay. came out. I'll just um, research it later. But what I'm really kind of actually disappointed. Okay, so they said Gizmo, the main uh, Mogwai character, but they didn't mention somebody else who actually voiced the head of uh, the Gremlins, Stripe. Now, Stripe, a lot of people don't know this, but Frank Welker, now a lot of you people probably heard me mention that name many of times because I'm a huge voice actor, but Frank Welker is actually the original voice of Megatron oh. in Transformers. He did pretty much all the Decepticons towards the end of the series of the 1980s cartoon. He's also been the voice of Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Uh, he's the original voice and still the voice of Freddie Jones from Scooby-Doo. Uh, he's also been uh, Ray Stance from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Uh, he's also now the voice of Scooby-Doo in the new Scooby-Doo cartoons as well. So he's he's basically any animal you've ever heard on The Simpsons, that's Frank Welker. He's also the voice of Nibbler. Um, he has a shit... He, By I the way, Nibbler's one, Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. But yeah, he uh, basically... Santa's little helper on The Simpsons, Snowball 2, that's Frank Welker. Frank Welker does all the animal voices... You could imagine if there's an animal somewhere in a cartoon show, I guarantee it's Frank Welker doing it. 95% chance. 95% chance. So him <laughs> doing uh, the Gremlins voice, or at least the Stripe, I thought was amazing, and he did such a good job with it. Um, give it this really like he can he just does stuff like it's weird. If you ever see him, if you ever YouTube video him and see just him in the studio just doing stuff like he just contorts his face and then comes up with these sounds that you're just like, what the. F fuck did this come from so but of course uh, as i was saying with uh, this movie coming out and being a pretty much a black comedy horror film taking place during the christmas season that's why it's our christmas uh episode of for this um week um they had to develop a new uh thing so that's where we got pg-13 basically it was pg which this movie is rated pg and a lot of people will watch it even anna watched it and was all like wow this was pretty like i mean it was it's tame like nowadays, but when it came out in 1984, I mean, there's people getting slashed. There are people getting killed. Well, there even are by getting... today's, I would say even by today's standards, it still wouldn't really be rated PG because good grief. Like it was pretty, it's way too graphic to be actually be like a real PG movie, but it's still an awesome movie. But then you have, uh, this came out, of course, it was distributed by Warner Brothers. The release date was June 8th of 1984. Uh, and okay, so the budget of this movie was 11 million. Do you know how much it made? A shit ton more than that. Well, uh, just take a guesstimate. Uh, 100 million. 100 million. It was one one five three point one million dollars. 150. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's 153.1 million. Oh wow, 153 million one hundred thousand, and they spent 11 million. They spent 11 million on this. Holy shit. Yeah. So, jeez. They really need to lower the budgets on the, some of these new movies because, like, they're spending, like, millions and millions of dollars and barely breaking even. And friggin' Gremlin's like, 11 million. We're good. Then we're going to get you all your money back plus a lot more. 
So yeah, props so. to Gremlins. I thought that really doesn't look like it was made on a on eleven million dollars. It it really looks like really high budget. They did a very good job. Uh, what I really like though is Steven Spielberg did make a cameo in this movie as man riding uh the bicycle around at the convention center where uh, Billy's dad is at trying to sell his uh his, his ridiculous uh, his, invention. Yeah, his ridiculous inventions. I'm even trying to remember the one that he was trying to. That was the oh, toothbrush one. The bathroom buddy. Yeah. You're a bathroom buddy. Say you got a big, uh, say you got a big dis, uh, what was a business meeting coming up, and then you touch your face, you go. <gasps> I forgot to shave. Well, don't worry, the bathroom, buddy. Now, I will say this. If Gremlins 3 is smart, which I hopefully they are with marketing stuff like that, like, fuck, dude, just release, a, like, do like a hundred, do a limited edition hundred run of that, of just the bathroom, buddy. Do you know how much money you would just make from that thing? Like, so... But of course, this movie takes place in a small town. Um, so, what do you want to what do you want to dive into here uh, first? You want to try to talk about how the movies get set up, how shit goes wrong, or do you just want to say what did you think of the movie? Did it have any kind of scares to it, surprises to it? Because you went into this movie not really knowing much of anything, because I really didn't like tell you. Yeah, anything I mean, about I've, this movie. Um, and also, by the way, I. I mean, obviously you guys can't see it, but I am wearing a Gremlins shirt that I got from... A very low cut. Basically, you can't see Gizmo at all. You just see boobs. Well, you can see Gizmo, but basically his ears are on my boobs. Um, I'm trying to sell the sex shirt. No, I said it... Never mind. It's a very <laughs> sexy shirt, and it's awesome. And it's Gizmo, so therefore it's freaking adorable. And it uh, makes my boobs look good. Um, but it's... I have never seen the movie before. I've heard of it, heard of it, but I haven't even seen like it's not even one of the ones where I saw it on TV and like watched part of it. So this was like completely like diving into something like I've never experienced before. Like I did the same thing with Hellraiser. So um it was good though. I mean, the setup was a little the setup was bizarre because it was the dad doing a voiceover and talking about how he found the Mogwai, and then he really doesn't talk about, he really doesn't do any more, like, narration for the rest of the movie. You know, that that is a, that's the one thing I kind of noticed with the dad in this movie, which is kind of funny. It's like, he goes to this, he doesn't really, I wouldn't say exotic pet stop. He basically finds this old, like, kind of town uh, in Chinatown. And a kid, uh, like, his grandfather runs the store, so, like, this kid brings him in. He's like, I'm looking for something, you know, whatnot for my son. For And then he hears this song that Gizmo is basically singing, the... You know, that thing. I forget what even the music is. Of course, I just totally butcher it. Everybody's probably like, we're done with this podcast now. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then what I love about it, like now that I think about it, like looking, like when I saw it when I was little, I was like, oh yeah, this is great and stuff like that. And then I haven't, I haven't revisited this movie probably in almost like ten years. So this is the first time I watched it again. And looking back on it, I just realized the father just basically was like, here, have an atom bomb. I'm going to leave town. You enjoy the fallout. Pretty much. And basically shit hits the fan and then he just kind of strolls back in like, what happened? What's going on? What are you, shit, what? I don't even know. Like, he basically, like, he's literally like, here's an animal that I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck it is, and I really don't know anything about it. I need three rules. Good luck. I'm leaving. That'd be like going into a daycare center with a badger that's been starved for seven days and just being like, have fun, kids. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> a badger that's been starved for seven days. I gotta say that's a new one. Uh-huh. You have that's very a- interesting visuals. I do. <laughs> Um, and whatever kid survives gets the nay. Um, so yeah, so um, 
Actually, really kind of surprising thing. So we're going to be jumping. I'm trying not to jump around, but I'm just trying to get everything into motion. So basically, so uh, Billy gets this mogwai, and he tells him these three simple rules. Rule number one, you can't let it get into light. Not sunlight, not any kind of light, because it actually hurts these creatures, uh, mogwais. Uh, rule number two, never get them wet. If you get them wet, they don't really go into it yet, but they're like, do never get them wet. Don't even give them water. Don't even, which I thought was weird. Is like, can they not even drink water? Yeah, I was wondering so about that So do they just, too. like, what do they have to drink? Just alcohol? Is that fine? Or is that, there's water and it, alcohol. Though, uh, so uh, like, can they, like, drink juice? Or is it, like, just regular water? Or is it all, wa- like, yeah, I all don't know. liquid? Again, or, yeah, I, n- that, no. that's what I was like, eh? And then never, ever feed them after midnight. Was one of the one of the rules. The so third you're, rule, yeah. The third rule. So you're like, okay. So he gets this thing, and of course, uh, Corey Feldman shows up and fucks everything up. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, one Fuck job, you. Corey. One you, Corey. job. Why don't you go back to voicing Donatello, you little bastard? Well, uh, to be fair, this is before he met Corey Haim, so apparently he was a little dick before he met Corey Haim, and I think Corey Haim kind of mellowed him out a bit. No, I'm just kidding. I have nothing against Corey <laughs> Feldman. It's just like, but you're like, you have and one job, Corey. One job. Um, all you had to do was look at the little creature, go, oh, that's cute, and leave. But no, you had to spill water on it and create a bunch of evil motherfuckers that ended up wanting to eat after midnight and then causing all this havoc, and it's all Corey's fault. But uh, yeah, so anyway, so Gizmo gets wet, and then all these new little mogwais appears and whatnot, and then you wow, can I see... just ruined the entire plot and like. One well, rant. Well, 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 it's a spoiler episode. Okay, again, like I said, the movie's been out for 30 years. If you haven't seen Gremlins by now and you're listening to this podcast after listening to the last one saying we're going to watch Gremlins. I mean, we kind of let them know yeah. in a week in advance. Uh, you um, really can't get mad at us, guys. I mean, you can email in and tell us how horrible people thing, we though. are. And blah, they blah, won't. Blah, but yeah, I know. They, will, they, they won't write yeah. in. They won't say, I have nothing. Basically, you want to call me on my shit, call me on my shit, but you're not going to do it, bitches. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so basically Gizmo gets wet, a bunch of these things spawn, and then there's, like, right off the bat, there's one with, like, a little mohawk. Which is actually kind of cute. And he is basically the leader of the other ones, so he's doing a shit and stuff like that. So Billy's kind of intrigued by this, because, like, again, don't get them wet, didn't, he never said, if you, if the Japanese guy was like, if you get them wet, they will multiply. Like, he doesn't say, he just says, like, don't get them wet, bitches. Don't do it. And I why don't know why the, he's yeah, Hispanic Mexican, all of a yeah. Hey, I'm from Chinatown! It's so, <laughs> oh, you do not get them wet. There we go. No, that's Japanese. Yeah. Oh, China. Oh, you do not get them wet. Yes. It is all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> um, oh, you're from the shitty part of town. Oh, you're from shitty part of town. Oh, Mogwai, you do not get wet. Just like me with women, I do not get them wet. Oh. <laughs> um... Yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, he, Billy's intrigued by this, so he brings it over to one of his teachers at the high school who does uh, biology and everything that he's all like, shows him this little creature and everything that he's like, okay, and then he gets it wet and one pops on. He's all like, oh, can I can I keep this one for studies and stuff like that? So you're like, okay. And of course, like as soon as like it's kind of weird because all the gremlins kind of synchronize at the same time. Like, all the Mogwais are like, we're all going to eat after midnight, except for Gizmo. Gizmo's like, I don't want to do this. Well, um, that's because it was the first night that they were actually around after midnight, so, like... Well, no, I understand that. So, they, the other ones eat after midnight and then become, like, a new cocoon. And then same with the one in the lab with the guy. He stole a little piece of his sandwich, ate that, and became uh, another cocoon. And then all of a sudden they hatch, and they become these little demon creatures known as gremlins. Um... And what I like about this is, I will say this, so 
which sad part of it is, is the professor gets his ass handed to him by one. <laughs> by one gremlin in the classroom. Billy's mom, on the other hand... Takes out three. Takes out fucking... Th- or is it three? No, yeah, she takes out three on her own. And then Billy comes in to save the day and chops off one of their heads. So there's like that. And then, of course, Spike, who is the leader of them all, or Stripe. I keep calling him Spike, but I know it's Stripe. Stripe basically does his whole, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he gives Billy the finger and then jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah, um, this is totally PG movie. Yeah, PG movie all the way. Oh, yeah, totally. So he takes off, and what I like about it, instead of like, nor- this is what I kind of liked about this movie, instead of like normal horror movies where everyone's running and hiding and everything, that like Billy literally takes suit, he grabs Gizmo, is like, let's do this, puts him in a backpack, grabs a sword, and goes, I need to murder this motherfucker before shit hits the fan. But what I like about it, too, the gremlins are, as much as they seem very, like, very, you know, creepy and stupid and all this kind of like, you know, like, oh, do they have any brains at all? Some of them do and some of them don't. But what I like about uh, Stripe is he goes to the YMCA and then jumps in the pool to make more. And you're just like, and what I like about it, Billy was just like, Billy just sees all this shit happening because it's like a really cool scene where he just jumps in. And what I love about it, Stripe jumps in. And he's literally holding his nose underneath the water, <laughs> just like this, like, like, like. That's what I thought. It, it really reminded me of like an adult version of a Warner Brothers cartoon. Oh yeah. Where it has lots of humor and lots of stupidity in it, but it does have some smart, intelligent like. Yeah, stuff but it's in got it. like it's got a lot of dark humor, but it's actually actually like. And I love this scene whenever they're in the bar. Actually, like after they multiply and they all eat after midnight, so all the little mogwais turn into gremlins, and they're in this bar, and there's just, like hundreds of them everywhere, and they're like drinking, smoking, like oh, yeah. one of them's like break dancing, and other, like they're playing cards, and like Stripe ends up like shooting one of them in the face, like it's just the funniest thing ever. Oh yeah, I oh, love that. So like crazy. one one of them wins cards and then stripe just grabs like a gun and just shoots the the other one and like, it just like, like falls over like and no regard back for to their whatever own. they're yeah. doing it's it's just fun but what i like about it so that happens he jumps <laughs> in the thing billy takes off and then the gremlins basically take over the town pretty much so people are getting attacked by these things uh what i like about it they really took place with like what gremlins really do where they mess with stuff and they destroy things like there was the one who was playing with the uh the uh the traffic lights where he made every yeah. all of them green so they all crash into each other. Um, just there's the fun part with the guy with the trying to mail something oh, and like man. he puts the mo- letters into the box and then he's just like plop and he's like what the and he throws and it back and they shoot in back in. out and he puts it back in and it shoots yeah. back out Plah! again and he's, he's like, like uh. and then another guy's like oh let me put my mail in then he gets like a well I just so. love how the guy like he's just like staring at the mail on the ground and then like this other dude walks up he's like huh mail a letter huh and just like kind of sits there and watches to see what happens yeah um of course there's uh the one woman uh we didn't talk about her but um the one woman in the beginning of the uh mrs deagle who's a raging bitch and what i like about this is they they show you she's a bitch and then she gets what's coming to her um basically gremlins break into her uh, oh that's my favorite part one jumps into the cat uh cat door because she's a bunch of cats at one point and she has to ride down this like uh what are those called those chair those electric chairs that run along the side of the chair elevators um, uh, it's a chair-evader. Chair-evader, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> she rides on one of those, she's feeding her cats, all of a sudden there's, uh, you hear, like, someone come through the cat door, so you're like, it's gotta be a gremlin. And then what I love is, like, there's a knock at the door, and she opens it, and there's a bunch of gremlins just outside singing Christmas carols, but not very well. They're just, well, like... Well, they're singing terribly, and they've got earmuffs yeah, and scarves, and, scars, and, so... and they're just like, ha, wah, 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 you know, doing their own little thing, and, you just, and she's like, oh my god! 
Blanche freaks out of that, and then what I love is you see one just tinkering with her chair. Then she jumps on the chair, and then that thing goes haywire, and she goes literally flying out of the house and just through a window and, and face plants, and, and you're just dies like, oh, instantly. Shit. And you're like, damn. <laughs> so I mean, a lot of like a lot for a PG movie, a lot of body count. Um, very high body count. Very high body count. So, but yeah, just just lots of fun. Of course, then um, they decide they need to get. Oh yeah, so then they're in the bar, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're having a good time, and then there's the one that's wearing the trench coat that like flashes, it's like, oh, but yeah. there's nothing there, you know. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Phoebe Cat's Gremlin character, uh, Kate, I believe is her name in the movie, but Phoebe Cat's character, she figures out that like hurts them, so she's using a Polaroid camera. To uh, get herself out of the bar, and she takes pictures of them. And fr- they freak out and run away. And apparently, like, but there was one that jumps in front of her that has sunglasses on. <laughs> but which was, I thought was hilarious. He's like, ha! Ah, well, that was, then a, he that, was the, like, that was the that was the flasher one. Flasher oh run. yeah, like he has the trench coat on. And he's like, ah! And it's like, but there's nothing there, you know. <laughs> um, it's just like stupid, like cause comedy saying. like that. It's it's so dumb, and but it's just hilarious because it's like you have nothing you have no naughty bits like you yeah it's uh, just uh, you reproduce with water what are you flat how do you even know this yeah, now like, that i think about it all grummans are pretty much like asexual yeah they don't need uh they they're don't need all a guys mate. they all they're no, they all well they all seem like guys well all of them are guys get for the transvestite ones that like to dress up like a woman i guess yeah um uh, which it was like I one of on that women's movie. clothing and hang around in bars i'm sorry um, um but yeah so then of course uh they escape the bar uh there's this one part in the, I do have to talk about this because this part always was weird for me. So she's like, well, f- so I guess this will be the worst Christmas ever, Phoebe Katz character says. Yeah. And Billy's like, what do you mean? And she goes in this monologue about how her dad dies. And you're just like, Because it's a really dark way to – it's not even just that her dad died. It's that her dad died because he was trying to come down the chimney to surprise her as Santa, and he slipped and broke his neck. neck and was stuck and she, in the chimney. For three – or for four days, and she found out because she tried to light a fire because the house was cold, and they smelled something, and they put out the light the, – the fire – and firemen broke into the chimney and found her dad. It's like this what I, does not fit. But what at I all. love though is that that's all she. After all that, you're seeing like how horrific. And her last line is like, "And that's when I realized there was no Santa Claus." And you're just like, "What?" Okay, yeah, and you're like, "So that's your takeaway? There's no Santa Claus because my dad was in the chimney." I not I, holy crap! Like what the hell? I want to say we need to have one of these bizarre monologues, and not necessarily like like Santa Claus or whatnot, just a bizarre monologue in a film just out of nowhere lately like imagine if this happened in transformers like shia labeouf's doing his thing and then megan's fox character out of nowhere is all like like well i guess this isn't the worst day ever he's like what do you mean and she's like well my father and it's just all like there are fucking robots outside destroying san francisco (laughs) and you're like your father's in jail Oh, but yeah, it's that's but the, that's, that one. That's okay. the only part that I'm just like. At least what? with Megan Fox's character, with her dad being in jail, it kind of fit because you know she's got a juvie record, so no, and she knows how to like hotwire cars and she knows how to work on engines, so it fits with her character. This had nothing to do with the movie. It had nothing to do with anything. It's like, were you trying to character build or something? What the fuck happened? Like, yeah, all you did was just make me really depressed. And then I cut to this cutesy scene of the Gremlins sitting in a theater and yes. watching, trying to figure out how to watch a movie. So yeah, they're like, wait, yeah, that's so, a, yeah like, that happens. And then they're like, we need to stop these things. So then they find out all the Gremlins are in the movie. 
uh, in the movie theater or whatnot. And, and the best this, thing this is... This is the weirdest part. This is what I have to say. So it's a Warner Brothers film. But what's playing on the movie is a Disney film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Which is a perfect movie for them, but still, you would think that it would be like Warner Brothers cartoons or like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, or, like you know. something. I was just, but this is what I love. This like back in the day, they did not care about this copyright infringement stuff. Like anybody could use anything they wanted and do whatever they wanted. But now everybody is so butthurt about like, oh, you, I own the rights to this. You can't do that. Like this is why we can never get another Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because it would cost way too much money to try to get everything in line again, unlike back in the day where we had, we had Mickey Mouse, we had Bugs Bunny on the same screen, but we can't do that now because if everyone's like, well, I want to know if I'm going to get a cut of this, and it's all about yeah. money instead of entertainment. Yeah, um, exactly. That's my little rant of that. So what I love about this is then Stripe – oh. I was just going to say I love the fact that whenever they're in the – the movie, like they all start singing along with the movie and they're singing hi ho. But they're not even that what I love about it, they're not even singing it. They're just like ha 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 like they don't the, even come. The only thing that they know is hi ho yeah. hi ho and you're like what the fuck is happening? So what I like about it is Stripe all of a sudden gets up and he's like, I want some snacks. I got the case of the munchies. This is why it's just it's just like it's just so funny because you think like they got them all in the theater they're going to kill them, basically. They're like, they're going to set fire to this. Like, they get down to the boiler room. They set the gas stuff going, everything. That they're like, we're going to set these all on fire. And, like, Spike just happens to be, like, Stripe just is all like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh, there's no more snacks in the thing. He looks over candy. and he sees a candy store. So he leaves. So all the other gremlins are stuck inside, like, doing their own thing. They set eating fire. Eating popcorn. Yeah, eating popcorn. Yeah. They set fire to the place, and they take off. And then what I love is, like, it's such a good, like, climax because they think they kill them all. And then you look over and you just see Stripe in this uh, like candy in the window store, of the candy like, store and he's just looking at him like really and he's like ah, and he takes off. So then comes down the final battle where uh, they're in the department store and some really like kind of funny things like I mean you have a uh, Stripe with the uh, what does he do oh yeah he, oh well no he gets really fucking violent I mean yeah he has, with the the he has the crossbow yeah he's got a crossbow and then he pulls out a fucking chainsaw, and then he has a chainsaw. I was like that is awesome but I love like, but again they don't stop with the humor because as soon as Phoebe Katz's character hits the lights. He gets blinded and he falls back with the chainsaw and the chainsaw's still going, so it drags him across the floor. And <laughs> it keeps like, dragging until the plug comes the plug out of comes the wall out. and he's like, "Oh shit!" And I also love that they have. And then Gizmo shows up, but he's driving a little remote control car. Yes, <laughs> and it's even got a little horn. It's like, eh, eh. and I'm just like, "What the yeah, hell?" Yeah, because he he wants to help oh, Billy. Oh, so cute. Um, but what I like, yeah. So it's like Stripe is doing everything he can to pretty much kill Billy. Then he he wants to get to the. There's a fountain that starts up and he notices going. And like I'm gonna reproduce, so he runs over there and stuff like that. And then what I like is like basically he has a gun shooting at Billy. Billy can't stop him in time. And then Gizmo comes flying by with his race car, jumps over and hits the blinds and pulls the blinds down. And the sun's up, so it totally melts Spike. But holy crap, Spike just dying alone. Like he is melting. You see like the skeleton of the gremlin and everything like that. It was really intense. Um, and then even afterwards, like he not PG. <laughs> Even afterwards, like, his skeleton jumps out, and then it just kind of, like, yeah, you know, just, just kind of melts, just again. melts yeah. again. You're like, holy crap. So, of course, uh, that's that's the wrap-up of the movie. You think, like, oh, things are great. Billy keeps the mogwai. But this was actually a turn. Like, when you're little, you don't really see this coming. Is the Asian man shows up and like, give me back the mogwai! Uh, basically, he's like, you are not responsible yet! Uh, pretty much tells them. 
Well, he was pissed off at the dad because the dad was just like, oh, here we go, and then left, and then came back and went, oh, shit, shit hit the fan. Guess I shouldn't have given you that. Oh, well. And, like, okay, honestly, off, he's, he's the been... man who invented the bathroom buddy. His mind is not with his family. No. he. Well, he's, his mind is not... Any, uh, on, he is one of the most irresponsible adult <laughs> characters I have ever seen in any, like, movie. Especially the one that has a family. And I'm like, okay, so he makes all these crappy inventions that don't work. I'm like, okay, so you literally are on the road trying to sell your shit that always fails, and you know it always fails, but you still keep trying, and you're willing to let your son work at the bank to support you. You know why? Because he's going for his dreams. You gotta go for your dreams. Not if they're retarded and you're <laughs> sucking at life. If you suck at life, you should just be like, you know what? Either I'm going to kill myself, or I'm just going to get a job that I hate, so that I can support my family, and so they're and they're not like working their fingers to the bone at a job they hate. I mean, Billy's what, like sixteen, and he's taking care of his entire I family. I think he's eighteen. I don't think he's sixteen. Still, uh, but still, but that's that's your message. Like, <laughs> if you can't do what you love, go fucking kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. That's my message. Um, but yeah. So then the Asian guy takes uh, Gizmo. Oh, oh, I have the perfect picture for this. I was actually watching uh, Family Guy or no American Dad the other night, and I saw this and I took a picture of it. Honestly, if you suck at life, it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. <laughs> it's the one of the. It's a little star. Where it's like the more you know, except for it says it's not worth it. But yeah, so that was uh, that was the wrap up of uh, pretty much Gremlins. Uh, oh, also one other thing I wanted to bring up. I thought it was cute that Gizmo was watching TV in the beginning, and then like it's actually very good foreshadowing because it shows Gizmo watching TV. I don't know what movie it is, but it's an older movie, and it shows shows this guy. Like driving a race car, and like they show Gizmo, and Gizmo's actually like imitating his actions, and he's like, oh, and he like wants to drive a car, and then he actually gets his little remote control car, and I was, it was just, I wasn't expecting that, and I was like, oh, that's why they had that, because at first I was like, well, this is kind of random, but it actually tied in really well. So. Um, this is actually kind of cool. I did not know this. So uh, <laughs> we mentioned that Howie Mandel and uh, Frank Welker provided the voice of Gizmo and uh, Stripe, uh, but it was Welker who suggested that the marionette performers and gremlins, uh, the puppet lines, were most mostly invented by the voice actors based on cues from the physical actors and the puppeteers. Oh. So basically they kind of just kind of ad-lib pretty much throughout the entire kind of – that's kind of cool. So um, – but yeah, so – Good job. Props to the puppeteers. So, um, like we usually like to do, we like to give the reviews of what um, other places gave it. So, on IMDb, uh, before we give our own reviews, so IMDb gave Gremlins in 1984, they gave it ratings 7.2 out of 10 uh, from uh 129,788 users of that one. Uh so let's see what Rotten Tomato gives it. Rotten Tomatoes gave it uh Rotten Tomatoes gave it 85% and the audience gave it 77%. Um which I'm actually kind of surprised. Usually when IMDb gives something pretty low, Rotten Tomato goes lower. So at least Rotten Tomato knows it's a it's a good film. <laughs> um but uh so Anna after watching this movie uh, not knowing this movie at all, jumping into this movie, would this be a movie that you would like to see maybe every once a year? Is this yes. a holiday movie for you that you'd go, this actually reminds me of Christmas, this is the movie I would watch during the holiday season? 
Um, Actually, oddly enough, yes. I mean, if they cut out that stupid part about the dad dying in the chimney and just kind of fast forward through that part. and Yeah, it's... I mean, I think it's cute, and I think, weirdly enough, it kind of promotes family togetherness, because, like, if his dad had been there, like, it probably would have been a little bit easier to deal with. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a cute movie, and I thought it was, like, it's a good, it's a cute movie. I enjoyed it, and yes, I would watch it every year. Sorry, my cat's being weird right now. (laughs) So, uh, I will say, out of ten, how many Mogwais would you give it out of ten? Out of ten Mogwais, I would give it eight. Eight out of ten Mogwais. Yeah, I would. How many Gremlins would you give it? Is that like the, the goriness? It's, no, okay. to me it's just the same. Okay. Surprisingly, goriness, uh, I would say it was pretty much like for a PG movie, I would say it was an eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my um, mom got slashed up, Gremlins got grounded into like pea I would soup. say for like... One got oh, microwaved for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um... I mean, one gets his head chopped off. I mean, it yeah. was pretty graphic. It was pretty, for it. and it was actually creative in how it killed all of them. So, except for the explosion, I mean, you killed hundreds of them. Like, yeah, but if you but think about so, it, they they didn't have like that was the first time you saw gremlins get blown up. That's very so, true. Yeah, there wasn't any blown up before then. Um, but I would say like normal horror goriness wise, it's not very like no. with our pop blood spatter popcorn rating mm-hmm. i would say it's probably like lightly spattered but for its time and for its rating i would say it's like four out of five for mm. goriness Gore. um story-wise i thought it was fantastic so yeah it was an that's again original idea um something new you never think i mean you've we've always heard about gremlins uh but they never really did anything with them and i thought and then this you was could a, own your own creepy gremlin otherwise known as a furby which furby got the shit suit out of them and rightly so so yeah i think they did a really good job with uh this movie um i give it an eight out of um 10 mogwise uh, i thought it was it's just a fun movie even to revisit i think like for the time i mean the animatronics is still great and like i said if they're going to do a third one I understand if you're going to need to use CGI for certain parts, but I say go back to the old school marionette. I mean, especially nowadays with how things you can create and things you can do with it and the technology. I would love to just see better animatronic versions of these gremlins. And now that I think about it, actually having the physical like gremlins there with the marionettes is actually a lot easier to take in and it's a lot more interesting than whenever it's like these obviously cgi monsters and stuff and they're just like fucking really i mean heck they like, use stop motion at one part when they're come ramping through the streets oh yeah you just see one of them in the shadows and they all kind of just kind of like burrow out and stuff of like that i mean and still today like i'm like i'd rather see the physical thing than you know a cg i mean and look at it okay look at jurassic park they did they had realistic uh animatronics oh yeah in the stuff like that so i would say if you're gonna do actually i would say the animatronics in gremlins was better than the animatronics in jurassic park or the the original one at least Uh, no i i would totally uh, i mean if you looked at the t-rex and when it comes down and you actually see it breathe and stuff like that i mean yeah i was just thinking of like the whenever the baby is coming out of the the shell Oh well, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're just judging off of that one, that one's like, yeah, okay, I can see the puppet. I can see the. I can see yeah. the guy doing it. It's yeah, like, you can see the guy he's like eating, scratching he's his like, nose. He's like, he's eating a sandwich. Yeah. It's, uh, no, but I, that's why I said if you're gonna do uh, Gremlins three, like, I understand if you need to use CGI where you need to use CGI, I understand that. But dude, make a shit ton of these little puppets and 
have at it, man. Just And I'm sure you can find tons of people who would love to do that just to be part of the movie because it seems to have a very big fan following. So, I mean, hell, if I got to be, if they were like, hey, we need people to man the pups, I'd be like, I'm down. I mean, I, I, that, oh, it would be fun just to say that you worked on it. So, hell yeah, do puppets. It's better than, and actually, like, we were talking about it after we watched the movie, like, uh, Lord of the Rings just built a bunch of like mini sets and everything like that. Like, uh, they used as little CGI as they could, and it turned out great. So, yeah, you know, so it's just forget a CGI. <laughs> well, except for whenever it's absolutely needed, but. But uh, I'm trying to find something real quick. I can't find it. No worries. Uh, I can just keep rambling about the movie. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I'm trying to. I like the mom. She was pretty awesome. She really held her own against. It's been, that that was my favorite part. Is she's just like, and she's just like prepared for anything. Anything. She goes upstairs, like sees the husks or whatever that are left over, and she just goes, "Oh shit!" Grabs a knife and just fucking goes out. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. There's the first one. I love one. you. Yeah, there, yeah. There was the first gremlin that's eating cookies, and she just stabs the fuck out of it. Then she sees one that's in like the uh, cookie or the what's it called? The dough. Oh, the mixing bowl? The mixing bowl. There we go. And just turns it on, just fucks that thing up. <laughs> then she literally, gra- one attacks her, she grabs it, throws it into the microwave. Uh, and turn like, and on, like, she has got to be one of the best, like, reactionary people that I've seen in a horror movie because she, like, it's not even like she freaks out. Well, she freaks out, obviously, but at the same time, she's just like, okay, you know what? Fuck this shit. And she just fucking owns all of them. I was like, man, she, uh but uh, so um, I know we're gonna have your closing line. Um, mm-hmm. but before we get to that one, we'll talk about. We'll just go with. Uh, thank you again for listening to a great episode of the uh, Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Of course, you can check out some of our sponsors: Revenge Lover Designs, illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Of course, it's the holiday season, so if you want to do some shopping, go to Amazon.com. But don't go to Amazon.com. Go to the Sasquatch.net. Click on the Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. Of course, you can listen to us on. Radio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Podcast Directory. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Facebook backslash Not Another B Horrorcast and also on the Twitter at B Horrorcast. And this is what I wanted to say before before we close out the show. So, so the next time your air conditioning goes out on the Fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out. Before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under the beds, because you never can tell. You might have a gremlin in your house. So until next time, kids. Carpe noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Bye-bye. 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 Gizmo. Caca.